Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I have a very special episode for you. One of my former clients is coming on the podcast to talk about how she went from dating to exclusive using the tools from my coaching program called From Dating to Exclusive. (laughs) Um, So she's now in her first serious committed relationship and she's going to talk all about it and how she created that for herself before we get into that i want to share with you my free guide called copy and paste texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky the link for that is going to be in the show notes and then also as you're listening to this there are just a few more hours left to apply and join this round of the coaching program so if you're curious about what we do in there it's called from dating to exclusive without playing games and i will teach you in those four months how to feel more confident and have more fun how to feel less anxious and stop overthinking your every move how to guide your connections towards commitment how to create more quality dates how to online date in a way that you've probably never done it before and it's much more effective, how to create deeper connections with the men that you date. And we do that in a weekly small group coaching call that we have together where we're following a curriculum, but you can also bring your questions and any coaching that you want to the table. And then the two of us, um, you and I, will have a monthly one-on-one coaching session as well, just to make sure that we're still getting that personalized approach to your challenges and so that we can dive deeper on specific topics. So if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, and if it's in alignment with where you want to be four months from now and the growth that you want to experience, then you can check out the link in the show notes for more information, or you can go to my website, ambergroupman.com forward slash coaching. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. And I'm especially excited because you're one of the OG group members and um, you're still in touch with everybody from the group and really in that community. And you created um, some amazing results and shifts in your life. So I'm so excited for you to share that with everybody. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So let's just start with where you were when we first met. So you were part of the first group, which was about almost a year ago now when we started that four-month program. And where were you in your life when we first got on that consult? Uh, Completely different place. (laughs) I think when we first got on that consult, I really came to you because I felt like I had reached a wall where, you know, I didn't have a problem finding dates, but I felt like building connections, like true connections was really hard for me. I was having a hard time like opening up and being, you know, authentically myself or being vulnerable. Like it even got to the point where twice two guys that I had dated (laughs) had told me like you know like I just feel like you have a hard time opening up um so I you know was looking for books and podcasts and I found found yours and you know scheduled a consult and there we are (laughs) 
Awesome. Yeah. And so what was your dating history before we started working together? So again, I had never had an issue necessarily like finding dates. I've had a lot of like dates where like where I've dated guys shorter term, but nothing that ever really lasted past a couple of dates or past maybe a couple of months. Um, never been in a serious committed relationship and never felt like I had really made a connection with, with any of the, the men I had dated. Um, never, you know, felt like I had ever even been in love. And it got, it was to the point where I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like what prevents me from being able to connect with men or like, am I incapable of finding love or being loved? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also remember that a really hard part of that for you was also, although your friends meant really well, they would always say things like, I don't know why you don't have a relationship or you're so awesome. Or like, it just kind of added on to that because on one hand it wasn't working out, but then you had all of these people telling you nothing's wrong and you're doing it right. Um, which can be even more frustrating at times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it was from love and it's great that my friends think I'm awesome and they don't understand why I was single, but it it was frustrating. I was like, well, if I'm doing all of the right things, if I'm doing, following the steps and why doesn't it work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we got on that consult, one of the things that you also told me was a belief that you had or just a thought you had, which was history has not been your friend. So one thing I'm curious about is what did make you believe in yourself to take the next step and to actually like do a program to learn these skills when your belief about yourself was really low? See, that's a hard one because it wasn't, when I came to you, I wasn't, I wasn't ready yet or I wasn't there yet. My belief is still really low, but the reason why I tried anyway, um, it's that like, I, I don't know, I was like, it's part of my personality in, in the sense that I, I'm like, well, if I work harder, like, so in, in a sense, I felt like this program was just like some homework that I could do. And it it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to work harder until I get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't at that time believe anything differently. I was just like, okay, well, you just got to push yourself a little bit harder, work a little bit harder and you'll get it. It's that like perfectionist mentality, (laughs) which sometimes serves me right, but can also be detrimental. Yeah. Well, in this case, worked out pretty good. (laughs) So (laughs) um, is that what you felt like we did, like work harder? No, it's funny. (laughs) No, I mean, we did. We put in the work and stuff like that, but I think it all just happened gradually. It wasn't, it wasn't that we were like, doing too many things differently. It was just that my approach to the things that I was doing changed or my mindset around the things that I was already doing. So I didn't necessarily do anything differently. I was still like trying to meet people organically and trying to meet people on the apps, but my approach to it, my mindset to, to it started to shift and little by little, you know, so it's almost like it just, because it was gradual, it made it a little bit easier to swallow, but it wasn't like, that I worked hard and I was like, okay, I'm going to go on like 10 dates in a one week. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't that. It was just, you know, it was 
kind of looking at it at a different lens. And I didn't give up either because I was part of the group and I had that support. Whereas like before I might get on the apps and be on the apps for like two weeks and then get burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do that. I just kind of left it open. And when I wanted to step away, I stepped away. And when I wanted to come back, I, I came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people worry about it being like a part-time job or the time commitment. And if you're dating, you're anyways dating. Like you're not going to mm-hmm. add more to what you're doing. You're just going to change the approach so that it feels better and creates more like better results for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of those shifts in your approach and your mindset in dating. Um, one of the big things that came up, so you're in a relationship now, um, mm-hmm. and we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that. One of the things that you changed was not having this on paper checklist for people and instead focusing on how you feel. And I specifically remember that when you would date people, you would kind of go through this checklist in your mind. And if they met the checklist, it would also increase your expectations of that relationship really fast. So if you met the checklist, it's like, he's the one. (laughs) And of course that would increase your anxiety. And then that would kind of like have a domino effect with everything else in dating. So tell me a little bit more about how you shifted that mindset around the checklist and what your mindset turned into. Yeah. I mean, and that was a, a hard pill to swallow. I think it, and it happened gradually where I started kind of like doing away with the checklist and there's some, and it was things as silly as like height and location. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, I, and I had found and started dating men who met those criteria, but the connection still wasn't there. And I just thought that they were the one because of these arbitrary facts. But I think I, I started to slowly see like, you know, these things are not as important. And even talking to you and talking to other ladies on the group, like, you know, there was there's one lady in the group who is really tall and she, and she was like, yeah, I've dated like as low as like, you know, five, seven. And I was like, wow, like, you know, like that's shorter than her. Like what, like, why am I making these things important when they're not? So I think just like little by little, I started just like saying, okay, that doesn't matter as much or that doesn't matter as much. And even when looking at like, you know, when using the apps, I was really kind of just focusing on, like, does this person's, like, profile, like, speak to me in some way? Are the pictures interesting? Are they saying something interesting? When we connect, are they showing up? So I stopped focusing on, like, how they looked or the location or the height and just, like, was like, okay, like, am I having fun in this conversation? Um, and I made that important. And then I think I, I also got to a point where I was like, and even if, if this is not though he's not the one like if i'm having fun in his connection maybe they can be a friend you know maybe this can just be like a fun experience or like a new hiking buddy um yeah but it, it did happen gradually like i think I, I took off like one parameter at a time until mm-hmm. i realized that these things didn't matter <laughs> yeah and i remember um you were sharing some of those uh things on the checklist or even things like he has a PhD or just like yeah. other things that drastically <laughs> reduce the number of people that are available to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And so all of that being said, 
do you feel attracted and into your boyfriend? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not like, okay, uh, took off all. The there is no hesitation there. Um, when I first, like, I, and I met him on an app, but when I first saw his profile, I remember being like, should this be a right or a left? You know, because the, the, there were certain things that were not there, right? But, like, really interesting profile. And then our first video chat, which wasn't anything special, we were not dressed up, but like, on that first video chat, I was like, <sighs> like, I found myself flirting. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, and I hadn't done that in, in like a bit through the video, but I was like, hardcore flirting. Our first in person, hardcore flirting. Like, I couldn't help myself. But yes, the attraction is definitely there. <laughs> Um, yeah, people don't realize that, like, we think, okay, if I get these things in the equation, I will feel attracted and into this person and it'll be amazing, but you can have everything on the checklist and feel super disconnected or some things on the checklist can change. But if the elements of friendship and chemistry are there, then it's more about how you feel versus what the things on the checklist are. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's really great. And so you started talking a little bit about how you reduce the pressure of dating and how you kind of were just open to all experiences. Um, so mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about how that helped you stop playing games and be more vulnerable in dating. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was an intentional, like, I'm just going to take the pressure off, but I don't know, I just kind of got to this point and maybe I, it, I thought it was like right before I hit the wall or something, but I got to this point where I was like, you know what, like I'm having fun, like this is where we're having a good connection. And, but I wasn't, maybe it was because he didn't need all the checklist, but I didn't, I wasn't like, well, what you, you call it when you envision like the future and I wasn't picturing like, this is gonna be the one, this is my guy. It was more of like living it day by day. And because I did that, I wasn't feeling this pressure to be perfect all of the time or to plan the perfect date or to look a certain way. Um, I was just like, oh, we're just, we're hanging out, we're, we're chatting, we're enjoying each other's company. And it didn't really go beyond that. Like I wasn't future tripping it, but um, as I kind of kept this up, I, I realized that like our familiarity grew and the comfort level grew. And it was easy for me to, or without realizing that, I was like, just showing up as myself and I was sharing things that I would have normally been hesitant to share. Um, it, it just happened. Like <laughs> it, it wasn't like an intentional thing. Like I'm going to be vulnerable, but I just, you know, I took that pressure off of like trying to make it work. Um, and when I stopped trying to make it work, it did because I was able to just show up and form a connection and have fun. Yeah. And a big part of that too is you, before you met this person, you let go of the 40% guy. And because you're so in tune with how you feel, you are mm -hmm. no longer dating people who are only showing up like 10% or not really investing in the connection. And that mm -hmm. helps a lot too with the future tripping because yeah. When we're dating that person who's only like intermittently investing or the 10% person, that's when we start future tripping because there's so much mystery in space that our mind like doesn't know what to do with that. 
versus when the person is showing up consistently and you're, you're creating a date per week, at least with them and you're hanging out and they're showing up to the connection, it allows your brain to enjoy the present more and just enjoy that experience without jumping so far ahead into the future. So your decision to let go of those guys who are the 40% guy or just not showing up in general and only choosing to date people who are showing up because it feels better allows you to be that version of yourself that's not constantly trying to make it work or future trip or overthinking things or trying to be perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think being able to like recognize that um, like this guy's not really showing up. And then I even got to a point where like I thought I liked this other guy before who was a 40% guy, but when I stopped and like looked at it, I was like, you know what? I don't like his behavior. Like, why am I obsessing over some guy who like, I don't even think I would want as a friend. I don't like his behavior. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and that kind of like opened my eyes and it's like, okay, you know, like I'm not going to spend energy here. Mm-hmm. Um, but having those, had those like disappointments and being able to re- recognize it and step away from it, I think also helped take the pressure off because I knew that I could do it again. And I also kind of like, in a sense, like learned my lesson and was not putting all this undue pressure on any single connection. Mm-hmm. And when I met my, my boyfriend, I, you know, still talked to some other people, but then it got to a point where it was like, naturally, it was like, you know what, I'm not actually interested in talking to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then we became exclusive. How did you navigate that conversation? Like that. <laughs> um, we had, well, we had had a little bit of a, of, of a hiccup when well, it wasn't really even a hiccup, but like, you know, we were, we hadn't had the exclusivity talk and he had essentially gone on a date with somebody else. And like, he told me about it, it, it and it came up in a, in a very like natural way, but it's like, okay, you know, that's fair. Um, but then the next time we talked and I was just kind of thinking like, I don't really want to date anybody else. And I told him that we were, you know, having a drink and I was like you know what like I really like hanging out with you and I'm not interested in dating anyone else and he's like good because I'm not interested in dating anyone else either mm-hmm. and it was that it was just it, it was very easy and just, yeah just yeah. like that <laughs> awesome. um yeah and so tell me a little bit about how you started to take things at a slower pace as well because I know some people around you like especially those friends we were talking about earlier who like think that you're so amazing were very excited about your relationship and that there was some external pressure to make things go faster. So tell me a little bit more about how you guys paced things in your connection. Yeah, I mean, there is there is definitely an attraction between between us and all of that was great but i think we made an intentional decision to take things slowly i have never been in a serious relationship but he had been and i know that that was it was important for him to to not rush into anything and was totally fine with that um so we had had conversations like after we became exclusive like a couple of weeks later i had made a joke about something about being like his girl or something like that and it was it was totally a joke and I think he misunderstood it um but he was like just so you know like I do see us like potentially being together but he's like I don't want to rush into anything I know right now we have a lot of like events coming up and stuff like that but 
I want, when, if we become a couple, I want it to be, you know, about us and not because we're feeling like outside pressure, um, which was really relevant because I, I definitely was getting that outside pressure from like friends and family who of course like love me. And they're like, so like, you know, see your boyfriend yet? Or like, don't, don't let him make you wait around too long or you shouldn't invite him to this event like two months down the line. I was like, guys, I'm not ready to invite him to something that's two months in the future. I don't know where we're going to be at, you know? Um, so that, like the idea of inviting him to like events or things would make me really anxious and that would panic me. And it wasn't anything that he was doing. It was just like, no, because like, what if, you know, we break up or something happens? Um, so I just kind of like had to put their comments aside. And, and when I was with him, just focus on taking it day by day. Um, and, you know, I'm together now and it happened again, like naturally, but we took it at our own pace. And we actually had a conversation just the other day because we were talking about a mutual friend and um, he was just like, no, I'm, I'm really glad that we took it at our pace. Um, I really value all the time they spent together. Um, so, yeah. 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 And um, I think that's so great that you two were able to communicate throughout that. And also, I think what's important there is that while you were taking things at your own pace, it wasn't at the cost of your boundaries or limits. So, for example, if someone says to you, no, I just want to keep dating other people for a few months and you're really uncomfortable with that, that's not the same as like, no, I need to be exclusive. I feel more comfortable just having us date each other. And from that point forward, we can just take the pace that feels comfortable and organically turn into a couple, like if we feel like that's what comes next for us. Um, So you weren't like sacrificing anything for yourself. You just weren't giving into the pressure from outside friends and family about rushing things and making future plans and, um, telling you that you shouldn't wait around too long like you were in a connection that felt comfortable to you yeah absolutely and that's like the the most important part I think that I never like doubted that we were doing well and Mm -hmm. that there was affection it was just like the absence of, of label which I realized didn't even matter because like we're dating and we're having a great time and you know that's, that's what I need to focus on right now. And that's where I kind of kept focusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, tell me a little bit about sharing your first I love you's. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, that was nice. Um, and that actually happened before we were official. And, and, and in that sense, maybe I was trying to put some sort of like rule or boundary that didn't need to be there. But I, I had told myself, cause I could, I had felt it. Um, and I had told myself that I wasn't going to say it yet. It was too soon. And, you know, maybe once we become boyfriend and girlfriend, then I'll like, I'll say it, but it was a situation where it just kind of slipped out. We were laughing about something and we were sitting by a campfire um, and it slipped and it wasn't like a big romantic gesture or anything like that. I just, I like looked over and I was like, Oh, something, 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 I love you. And of course I got all awkward about it, <laughs> but, uh, his response was like, that's okay. I love you too. Like, he's like, it was, it was, it was nice. I, I, even though I thought like 
this had to happen first before this other thing happened, the way that it really happened was much more beautiful because it was like lighthearted and it was fun and it was organic. And, and of course, like having him say it back was, was lovely. Um, yeah. And then we became official like the next day. <laughs> yeah. He asked me to be his girlfriend the next day, but, um, but yeah. That's so wonderful. That's so sweet. And um, one thing that you shared with me earlier, which I thought was so amazing, you said, I've never felt anxious with him. Yeah. Never. Like a romantic connection where you never felt anxious? No, I've felt anxious about every single like person that I've ever dated about one thing or the other, whether or not I felt, whether or not it was anxiousness about like, is he the right one? Am I just wasting my time here? Am I going to hurt his feelings? Or is he just playing with me or anything like that with my boyfriend? I have not once felt anxious. Any anxiousness that I've felt, which would have been minimal, would have been from like outside, you know, pressure, but in our connection, not once. Um, And again, I don't know if it was just because I stopped putting all of these expectations um, on or pressure on the the connection or if it's, you know, my boyfriend's also really wonderful and he communicates and like, I don't know, like I've never doubted his affection for me, like at all or his interest. So yeah, I've never felt anxious about, about anything. And like now we're, you know, now we are making like future plans, like vacation plans and things like that. And it's fine, but I've never, I've never questioned his word. Like I've never thought that he's playing games with me or anything like that. And I've never questioned his affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's both. I think it's your mindset and presence going into the connection and not having those expectations. Um, but I also think like to bring it back to you and your growth it's about having a standard for that, like that Mm. level of somebody showing up and investing in the connection and doing the hard thing of letting go of the 40% guy until you meet somebody who's showing up to that Mm. extent. Um, So really bringing it back to your growth of like the decisions that you made that led you to be able to create this kind of connection. So Mm -hmm. really happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So is there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners of the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast? Or is there any advice that you would give your past self, like just thinking about the girl who found the podcast, signed up for the consult and the place that she was in emotionally and the way that she thought and felt about herself? Is there anything that you'd want to share with her? Yeah, I think... Just in general, and this is something that you mentioned on the podcast and that you would mention in group, just kind of going back to that anxiousness, though, um, you would you would say that, you know, when it's right, it's it's easy or, or I might be paraphrasing, but like basically when it's right, it, it, it does feel a lot easier. And I think that that's true. And that also helped with like the anxious level. But then also in terms of just like where I was at before. Yeah. And it's, it's like, there's never anything wrong with you. It's like, or maybe it's like going back to the marbles. It's like, right. There's never anything wrong with you. Like the fact that those other relationships didn't work or you were not able to be vulnerable with other people. It's because you were just, and this is me talking to myself. Like you were just like looking at it the wrong way. I think you're just trying to be 
to fit a mold of what you thought a relationship was supposed to look like or what the perfect girl is supposed to look like rather than focusing on like how you feel and then on finding your marble, not a blue marble, but your blue marble. Um, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It's, it's bringing in a lot of different pieces, but it's been a long journey. So there's a lot to pull from. Yeah. Well, I think what I hear you saying is that, well, I love that message of there's never something wrong with you because yeah. I think so many relate to that thought of something is wrong with me and that's why it's not working, but it's always just about like the way that you're seeing it or your approach to things um, and those are little pieces that come together over time. So to also be patient with ourselves, um, mm-hmm. if it's not coming together immediately, like trust that these little things that you're learning and implementing are working. Um, and yes, I did also want to ask you, so after the four-month program, you created some really deep, amazing connections with the women in the program. And um, what has that been like after the program? Oh, it's been great. And again, because this has been a journey and it's all these little shifts and pieces along the way, I think being able to still have like the girls from from the program to reach out to or just even sometimes we just chat and 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 talk about like our experiences is not always necessarily asking for advice, but just to like have, you know, that support group of, of women who have been on a similar journey to yours and who can truly like understand, you know, your accomplishments or where you're at and, and understand any under pressure. Like it, it's been really reassuring. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it keeps the process going fun, right? It wasn't just like a four month pr- program where like you learn to like find the fun again and dating, but, and then like forget about that as soon as it's over. It's like, it's, it's kept it going. It's kept it fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really nice. And, you know, when my other friends were giving me pressure, like the ladies in the group were just like, no, let it go. Like, just keep enjoying your connection or, you know, don't listen to like, don't future trip or don't overwater the plant. It, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun to have that support. Yeah. And I, I joined one of your like little group calls that you guys do. Um, and I was just like so happy <laughs> to see how you guys. <laughs> take care of each other because like one of you would bring up like a challenge that you have or something that's been coming up in dating and just all of you would kind of popcorn and give the most amazing advice like usually usually we can't always trust the advice that we get from friends but you guys were like versed in all of this so um I was like yep that's exactly what I would have said so you were all just really amazing and supporting each other. And I was so happy to see that. Um, are you guys still planning to meet in Mexico? Uh, I think so. There's been some challenges with that. So there's shape, like shifts. It's, it's a bit of a late minute planning situation. So some of the tickets are really expensive. <laughs> uh, but we'll see how, what, what happens with that. But no, it, it's, it's been fun. We also have a book club, so that helps too. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I know so many people will be able to relate to this and be inspired by your growth. Um, So really your growth went beyond just what you've created in your life, but also is helpful to other people. So thank you so much for coming on today. Of course. Thank you for having me.